Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the Indie Incursion Podcast, your weekly podcast all about indie games. We bring you the news about indie games. A little nifty, uh, nifty, uh, I don't even know where I was going with that. A little nifty indie games release schedule that is is remarkably light this week. It was kind of annoying. Um, And of course, we bring you some Kickstarter indies. And my favorite part of the podcast, I ask probing questions about my co-hosts. It's it's probably my my favorite thing to do in general, like just during the week. I'm I'm a really big fan of it. Um, <laughs> as always, I'm joined by the illustrious Big Josh Boy. How you doing, <laughs> Big you like Josh that? Boy? Oh yeah. <laughs> I love it. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I seem to remember you being avidly against me calling you Big Josh Boy. <laughs> so I'm glad you now endorse it. I have to. I'm glad you just you'll thrive with this new name. I'm trying that reverse psychology, but it didn't work. Uh, it's okay. What's uh, what's going on, man? How's your week been? It's been pretty good, dude. It's been pretty good. I mean, today was kind of a letdown um, oh, because oh, okay. I mean. We'll we'll get into that way when I ask you a question. Yeah, little make sure oh, if no, you want to know why again. I'm let down. Yeah, you guys can uh, wait till the end of the podcast. I'm gonna be one of those assholes. <laughs> uh, but overall, really good. Um, still playing Mass Effect Three. Wow. Just about to finish it because the fucking Citadel DLC is like the longest thing ever. <laughs> Everybody's like, hey, I know you just finished a mission. Let's fucking talk for an hour. And I really enjoy the parts with Grunt and Rex, but some of the other people, I'm like, hey, fuck off. I'm like, I just don't want to talk to you. And it really annoys me that several of your companions in Mass Effect 3, you could, or Mass Effect 2, you couldn't romance. So in 3, when it seems like you can romance them, I'm like, mm, I already chose the better romance, which is Tally. Only good person to romance in those games, Tally. You wouldn't know, Josh, because you have not played them. I wouldn't. But Tally. That's it. All right. I'll keep that in mind next time I uh, pick that up. Maybe uh, never. Um, you should really play. I'm going to tell you right now, though. Uh, Ashley, space racist. Miranda, boring. Liara, boring. Tally, she's sweet. I like Tally. Wow. Thanks for the, the cliff notes. That was great. You're welcome. Samara, really cool. But apparently she doesn't want to, like, dick you down until the third game, I guess. Wow. Well, sometimes the dicking takes a while. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And even then, I don't know. She just tells you you're remarkable. Yeah, I think Gandhi once said that. Um, But anyway. uh, Direct quote. (laughs) Yeah, direct quote. Um, (laughs) What have you been playing this week? I've been playing. uh, So I finished Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Keep keep your eyes peeled for that review. Um, uh, I won't talk too much about that because I I went on a whole rant last time. Found out, though, uh, that you can swap the action commands, which I found out after 
I had beaten the game and I was like, well, fuck, this sucks. I went on a whole rant about this last time and it didn't even matter. I was just pissed off. Uh, Did you get the quote unquote secret ending? Uh, no, I didn't. But uh, my good old friend YouTube showed me the secret ending. So uh, I, I want to say I, I basically got it. Um, I mean, it sounds like you need to replay through. Because uh, you just figured out that you could switch that and you didn't get the secret ending. Sounds like it needs a play number two. You know what I mean? I know, maybe. Actually, one of the cool things about it after the game is there's like this end game content of having these little like. Uh, challenge modes where you find them in the, the worlds now there's these little like blue spiky things and you go through and you find like um basically just uh, battles of like hordes of monsters and in some of them there's like boss like mini bosses um which is actually cool uh i might actually pick it back up just to go through all of those just to see how they are um but other than that the newest thing that i started getting into is a game called west of loathing um, so if you haven't played West of Loathing, it, it, it looks really silly because it's essentially stick figures. Um, and it's an RPG that's set back in like the old West time. Um, and no if anyone, way. I know. And if anyone knows, <laughs> uh, of the old browser game called Kingdom of Loathing or yeah, Kingdom of Loathing, <clears throat> it basically plays uh, a lot like that in the fact that it's kind of an RPG and it's you're uh, leveling up your different character. You get, uh, I think it was three classes to choose from, which is kind of like a uh, a guy who uses potions, um, one who shoots things, and one who punches things. Uh, I don't remember what the names are because I just started it, but I am the cow puncher, and I picked it mainly because of the name. Um, but basically, I get cow punching moves. And the reason why that makes sense is because for some <coughs> reason in the game, there's evil demon cows who are killing everyone. Um, so basically, you're this character who just goes out to kind of find himself and uh, kind of, you know... Punch cows. Punch cows. Yeah, stuff like that. I mean, that's basically my character. Nice. But it, it it's like, it's very... Like, the drawing of it is very crude because it's just stick figures and it's all black and white. But the, the dialogue, the, like, actual writing of this game is just fantastic like and it, it's very it's very surprising a lot of the things that it will do in it um one of my favorite moments was when i was playing the game and uh it's a lot of it is very text-based um but so you're going through and this one event happens and it's like oh there's bandits ahead of you you'll have to be real sneaky and there's a couple of options that you can pick and one of them is just like okay great and the other one was well that's that's okay because my middle name is sneaky and I clicked that one like as a joke because I was like, sure, whatever. And the game then responded with a text message back and goes, wait, really? And you could either click yes or no. And I just clicked yes. And then that's all the game does. And I was like, oh, that was weird. But then you look at your character sheet and now my middle name in the actual naming is sneaky. Like they put that in there just because of that moment. And I was like, oh, shit, that's really cool. Like I wouldn't have expected that. It like caught me off guard. Like there's little things like that in the dialogue that are just uh, very subtle or just really very well thought out and kind of clever that it keeps you going um, even if the gameplay is very basic RPG sort of um, of kind of like a turn-based game but it's more of you playing it for the story and the dialogue that goes through and I'm having a lot of fun with it I actually picked it up because it was bundled um, with the new DLC that just dropped like a few days ago it was pretty quietly dropped um, it kind of came out of nowhere, um, which I think 
uh, it was either rock, paper, shotgun, someone on there. I don't remember the person did an article about how it was very strange that it just kind of came out and there was really no marketing around it other than like a tweet from the team. So they pretty much just shadow dropped their DLC. Yeah. <laughs> so it was very, it was very confusing, but I saw it because I was just going through like every once in a while, I just look through steam and go through the new releases and I was like, Oh shit. West of Loathing is a DLC, and I, I was like, it was part of that lunar sale, so I just ended up picking it up because it was a bundle package, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. I definitely recommend it. So I'm assuming what you, like, so the game does not come with the DLC. It, it's not like the majority of indie games where it releases with, like, free DLC later on. No, this it, is... You actually have to pay for no, it. No, this is paid for DLC. This is a totally different area of the map that... Um, was added after and it's a, a different story arc um, I haven't played into it so I don't know much about it and I'm trying not to to look into it just yet just because I want to experience it fully and not actually spoil anything for myself um, but this is I think it's about a four dollar uh, purchase so it's really not that much five dollars it's five dollars yeah four ninety nine. Okay, it's called uh, Reckoning at Gun Manor oh, yeah so for for me when I picked it up it was bundled in so I think it was uh, a lot cheaper at that time anyway but I mean five dollars really isn't much uh, in comparison to like other games out there but then again I can't say for sure how you know bang for your buck it is just because I haven't played that DLC part yet um, but if it's anything like the you know base platform game right now i'm glad that i'm gonna have more of it nice uh you said you're you're playing it on pc yeah i'm playing it on pc right now but it is available for for switch which is where i was originally gonna get it um but you know those steam deals they get you yeah you got it on that nice little lunar sale mm-hmm Nice, nice. Well, I'm. I don't know if this game is on the Epic Store, but I'm just gonna take the chance to really shoot into our news now. Speaking of the Epic Store, it's time to move on to our first news story because I'm just terrible at transitions. If you listen to any episode and you're surprised by now that I'm bad at transitions, you should really just, I don't know, think about your life choices. I guess just really like look into yourself uh so for our first story we are over on ign uh this written by tom marks it is dev says oops after missing steam file crash what the fuck this is a weird title dev says oops after missing steam file crashes game on epic store I really don't like that title. I feel bad that constantly I'm just kind of like shitting on stuff on this podcast, <laughs> but I guess it's 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 constantly the joke among podcasters uh, that you actually start a podcast to just shit on things, like to just whine about your problems or shit on things. So I guess we're getting up there with with the podcast elite by now. Yeah. I mean, come on, we're dude. Gonna, we're gonna retitle it to VHC. Fodhine complains what <laughs> all right um so this goes on to uh the the article's pretty i mean there's a decent amount of it that doesn't really matter but the crux of it is uh the oh, epic shit. game store i just realized what i did i fucking dyslexia myself that you said my name yeah in the weirdest in the weird- possible yeah way. <laughs> i fucking mixed the h and the the gh like i don't know that was so weird <laughs> I like I said it and I was like that was kind of strange 
The Von yeah, Hyde complaints show. Von Hyde. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> Just to get it out there, since uh, I think I actually forgot to in the beginning of this, I'm the ghost formerly known as Von Hyde. I'm not even Von Hyde. Okay, Team Cherry, get your head out of your ass and put out a physical edition of Hollow Knight, so I don't have to keep referring to myself this way. I mean, they're okay? giving you something, so. That's true. We will talk about that later in the episode, though. For, for right now, uh, we need to actually dive, dive into this story. So uh, we've got the Epic Game Store is giving away a new free game every two weeks just for logging in, the most recent of which is 2015's Metroidvania hit Axiom Verge. But things didn't go quite according to plan with this one. As reported by PC Gamers, players encountered a consistent crash upon entering a specific area, and it turns out that is because... Uh, basically a file was missing and it's called steam.xnb. Um, the issue has already been fixed by developer Tom Hap. Uh, he explained on Twitter that it stemmed from how he moved Axiom Verge over from Steam to the Epic Game Store. Hap automatically excluded any game files with the word Steam in it to cut down on unnecessary file association with Valve's platform. But that inadvertently removed an unrelated sound effect of a burst of steam and i really hate that he clarifies like the sound of boiled water not the store okay that's unnecessary i don't know why you that i'm assuming that was meant to be a joke but yeah right um so tom hap went to twitter to say for anyone missing steam xnb from the epic store uh, please go to AV in your library, click the gear icon, verify, then update. Um, I was thinking, uh, this is so weird. I was thinking it being epic and all, I shouldn't include valves, DLLS, and such. So I excluded all files with the name Steam in the name. It's just dot, 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 oops. <laughs> well, that's one of my favorite responses from a developer on why their game like crashed or something. He's like, to be honest, my game is perfectly fine. It's just the fact that I removed any, like, mention of the word Steam because I was putting it on Epic's Game Store. I mean, he's not wrong. And it's kind of funny now, too, because at the end of this, it basically means there's a bunch of, like, it's not really Steam files, but Steam files on the Epic Store. Yeah, I mean, you got to wonder, like, uh, if he... Did he, like, when the Epic Game Store became a thing, did he go and delete all of the mentions of the word Epic from his game <laughs> on Steam Store? I'm just saying, or Discord, or just any other retailer entirely. Yeah. I don't understand, the ne- like, why it's a necessity to delete the word Steam, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because, like, thinking about it, really, like, this also has ports on, you know, like, the Switch, like... Did that just not... Yeah, the Switch, PlayStation 4. Yeah, like, I, I believe it's also on Xbox One. Like why <laughs> Why was it just specifically here that that was a problem? I mean, I don't know anything about you know the, the back end of their, their game, but it just seems very strange that... Yeah, it was definitely a weird decision. I don't, I, I don't know if I would have put the effort into actually doing that. Yeah, should have just called it PC.dll. Fools. I mean, he needed to know what the what, what it was because obviously he he was confused on whether it was the sound of boiling water or the store, mm, dude. That's true. Come on. Well, that's, yeah. that's a big oops if I've ever seen one. Something cool I'll tell you right now that uh, I bet you didn't know. They actually released physical collector's editions of 
Axiom Verge on uh, both the Nintendo Switch and PS4. Once again, I don't know for the Xbox One. I actually do not think they did. Um, but the uh, Collector's Edition actually came with a making of documentary. It's pretty short. It's like 30 to 45 minutes. It's actually a pretty good documentary. It just follows kind of like, it's not necessarily a making of documentary. They just go and interview Tom Happ um, about the development of uh, Axiom Verge. But it's it's pretty good. I really enjoyed it. And anything physical is dope. Eat my ass, Josh. Uh, So for (laughs) for our next story, we are over on Twinfinite. This written by Craig Snyder. Um, It is Little Legend Kickstarter reaches goal for Switch release in 2020. Um, I would like to just say it's not a coincidence that we keep featuring games that are getting backed on Kickstarter, dude. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it seems like we're kingmakers, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Developers, reach out to us. <laughs> Tell me if your game is coming to Kickstarter. <laughs> I'm not saying it will succeed. I'm not saying it'll get a Switch port. But I'm just saying, dude, it's not a coincidence and or it is. Um, so the story goes on to read, uh, Little Legend has managed to reach just above the 35k threshold for the 2020 release on PC and Switch before its Kickstarter campaigns come... come came to a close god damn dude i have so much saliva in my mouth right now i just ate some cheez-its okay, wow. i was like oh, just yeah watering it's, over it's, this it's game. an issue it's just so so tempting yeah it's it's something you get to fly as a weasel so hey man everybody's if you're looking forward to that that's like my that's lifelong fair. dream is to fly the mountains as a weasel and this game can finally do it and i could do it on the go now come on man this guy this game's got everything I mean, you could do it on the go in in a year, maybe. If it doesn't get delayed, you could do it on the go. (laughs) (laughs) I I will say, once again, me shitting on stuff. Uh, Literally, this is a news article. The only bit of this that's news is the first sentence. That's literally it. The rest of it is just telling you what Little Legend is. I mean... I'm not a fan. Not a fan at all. In their defense, most people probably don't know about this. Other than... I mean, the- yeah, it's fair. It's just... Don't make it a news article, then. Jeez. I mean... It, Freaking link to an editorial or something. I don't know. It is news, though. It, it made it. I mean, frankly, the only thing I'm upset about is that we weren't credited. But other than that, it's it's perfectly fine the way it is. I disagree. You know what? That you're, you're totally right. I shouldn't be annoyed at all that this is a totally a half-assed article... I should be annoyed that they did not credit us with the reason that they succeeded. That's true. That's true. I mean, dude, come on, Hazelnut Bastille. Blue freaking everybody out of the water. I took credit for it on Twitter. People blew that out of proportion. They were like, hey, guys, obviously you didn't do it. And I was like, hey, guy, it was obviously a fucking joke. (laughs) Chill out. That was still one of the weirdest moments of my life that they actually took me seriously. I was like, okay, I now understand why everybody gets in fights on Twitter is that it's very hard to convey, like, sarcasm in however many, like, your word limit is. Now I think it's, like, 250 or 200. So, I mean, it shouldn't be that hard to convey sarcasm, but apparently it is. Uh, Little Legend looks really, really cool. It's a, it's a 2D side-scroller um, in an open world, supposedly. It, it was really ambiguous. It looked really weird. You had, like, cool magic abilities that you could uh, later on, like, increase and evolve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. 
Um, with the exception of uh, you fly and talk to creatures as a magic weasel. That was just fucking weird. I don't know why that's a part. <laughs> I'm sure there's something in the, the lore of it that will make at least a little bit more sense. But yeah, it's it's a little strange. Um, it does, like I said, the, my same uh, feeling on it when we initially talked about it is I think this game is going to be a little bit clunky for my taste. Um, just because of the way the animation runs. Uh, but... I mean, $35,000 is nothing to scoff at, so there, there's clearly people who want it, so good for, for them that it actually made it. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah, Um, I don't know. I, I, It was like two or three episodes ago that we had Little Engine in God Bless the Crowd as one of our Kickstarter indies. So Like, like Thomas the Tank dude. Engine? Yeah, little engine. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's actually you no longer uh, transform into a weasel. You transform into Thomas the Tank Engine, and, and you bombard people. Dude, that yeah, would be like an that awesome Skyrim mod. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that yeah. Skyrim mod where you turn all the dragons into Thomas the Tank Engine? It was awesome. <laughs> and then Bethesda's like, "Hey, you want it on on PlayStation? You pay us twenty bucks, and you can have it." No big deal. Uh, speaking of how I want things to be free, we're going to move on to our next story. Uh, this is over uh, continuing to be on Twinfinite. I'm just going to shout out to Twinfinite for constantly covering indie games. Um, big st- like big sites like IGN, Polygon, Game Informer, uh, US Gamer, PC Gamer, all these big sites and stuff, they often exclude indie games from the majority of their like news content or just indie games in general there's some really popular indie games that never even get reviews um which i totally understand there's a lot of games news there are a lot of games out there but they basically just exclude them in general and i find that to be kind of depressing so if you guys ever want some good indie game news go to twinfinite it's awesome or just listen to this podcast like you currently are, apparently. Apparently, I like that. Because you just heard this. <laughs> yeah, if you're here and you heard it, you, just you were here. things. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Um, so this on Twinfinite, written by Cole uh, Thamashot? Tam- Thomashot? That is a cool name. I really that like that name. That could be Thomas Hot. Um, Some- Damn it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's definitely less less cool. Um, Overcooked <laughs> 2 gets free Chinese New Year update. Uh, Overcooked 2 just received a Chinese New Year update that is bringing a bunch of new content to the game, including in uh, the update are kitchens, recipes, chefs, and a new game mode. Uh, to access the game's new kitchens, player will go, uh, players will go to a new map similar to the main one used uh, for the overworld. The map and kitchens have been themed for Chinese New Year and include new challenges like a dancing dragon. Uh, beating these kitchens will also require chefs to make the... Uh, chefs to master the update's um, new fruit platter and hot... I don't know why I'm... Once again, I think I'm just very bad at reading. <laughs> Let's just be real. It's 18 episodes in, and I realize that I'm definitely just... I'm just not a strong reader. Oh, man. Yeah. This is going to... No big gonna deal. be tough getting through these. Yep, yep. It generally is. Uh, additionally, players will also be able to play on any level with new Chinese dragon and pig chefs. Uh, the most exciting additions coming... Uh, with the update is the survival game mode. In this mode, players 
are tasked with surviving for as long as possible and will need to add time to the clock by serving dishes. Uh, survival can be played on any kitchen from the main game or the Surf and Turf DLC uh, or seasonal updates. Um, I don't actually follow um, Overcooked. I, I should also include uh, that the update is also going to uh, include a handful of bug fists. Fi- fuck, <laughs> bug dude. Fists. Today. Today is the bane of my Bug fucking fist. existence. Are you trying to trying um, to transition into the uh, the next article? No, I wasn't at all. I was just trying to say bug fixes, but I really wish I didn't have to talk about this right now <laughs> <laughs> for quality of life changes. So you have played Overcooked 2, correct? You actually enjoy the game. I am not a couch co-op guy. You uh, just orgasm over couch co-op. So let's let's Whoa. get deep and dirty into that. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say orgasm. That's a pretty strong word, but uh, I do rather enjoy them, yes. Uh, Overcooked is an awesome series, and uh, it's definitely a friend killer if you don't have the right friends to cook with. Um, But just the, like, this update definitely looks dope. Um, Looking at the dragon in the actual part that's, like, flying around your kitchen table and keeping you from getting to items looks super annoying um but is going to add you know that that interesting extra element to the game and the fact that you can now do the survival mode of just adding that to every single level uh it's like it's really crazy that this is just free like it seems like a lot of content for just being like yep here you go like i wouldn't know (laughs) well i I don't know how much of the content the main game had in it so i can't really like actually give any expert commentary let alone commentary in general i mean just for for like a general sense it, it intrigues me to see updates like these that are just free after a game is going for so long especially with overcooked 2 or these general games that don't really have any at least to my knowledge, I don't remember Overcooked having a monetary benefit of like something like, you know, like a loot box or some something where you actually pay them afterwards to get different things. Um, then again, they might have a cosmetics thing, but I, I don't even remember. I just end up playing it because I don't actually have the game. I just play with a buddy when I go over to his house. You bitch. Um, You're the problem. I'm the problem. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> You don't even play it. At least I could say it's a good game. I buy game. games like 10 times over, dude. I mean, that's I'm, why I'm I don't have to. Sucker. You're there for me. <laughs> that's true. See? This is why we're friends. Yeah, see? You complete <laughs> Um <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> uh, I like the, the initial silence. Um, all right. Uh, but no, I just I, I think it's interesting the way that they're just dropping this, especially out of nowhere. Um, from just like this, like this has been happening with, like I said, with a lot of things, all these ghost DLCs, like what are people doing? They're just throwing stuff away. I think it's awesome. I love free free DLC. Dude, I can't even talk today. I'm a mush mouth. Fucking hate me if you have to, guys. I'm done. I love free DLC, and I'm very excited uh, for our next story, which is uh, basically uh, Team Cherry is teasing new Hollow Knight DLC. Um, So this is actually Hornets DLC. Uh, Sadly, we are recording this on the 13th. Uh, Little spoiler, we record this on Wednesdays. Yeah, guys, it's a little weird. Um, And the actual, like, the trailer that's coming is on February 14th, which is tomorrow. 
I'm assuming you could track that. Uh, that math does, in fact, add up. Don't worry, guys. But I, I loved Hollow Knight, and I think it's so cool that Hornet is getting her own DLC. I have a Hornet plush. I really like it. And recently, we brought on a guy at Parallax who likes Hollow Knight and plushes as much as I do, and it's freaking awesome. He also wrote an article that's going to be coming out soon. You guys should check it out. Uh, Parallaxmedia.1 about the romances in Hollow Knight. It's it's really funny. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, My favorite part about this story, though, is that the only thing that is included from Team Cherry um, are two different tweets. And in one of the tweets when they announced it, if you go down in the comments, there's a guy who posts a meme that says, in, collu- in conclusion, my dick hard. <laughs> Thank you for that. That was a gift to humanity. This guy's a freaking amazing person. Tom and, uh, Thomas David, thank you. I mean, I'm assuming you live not where I live because that's a different language. But still, I'm glad that you you got that meme out there. It's good deal. Good deal. Good stuff. Sending good vibes everywhere. Um, this is like the fourth... I think the fourth free DLC that Team Cherry has actually put out for Hollow Knight. Well, did they say it's free? We don't know if it's free. I yet. would assume so. All of the other DLCs are free. I mean, but I guess this is an entirely like new DLC that features a new playable character. I'm assuming. Right. So yeah, I don't. I mean, unless you're following her more, I, I don't know. But yeah, it seems like you're going to be playing as Hornet in this and being a new character with different mechanics, I'm assuming, and different like actual assets that go into all of this, it might not be free. Um, but regardless, I mean, people will still pick this up. Those who are like diehard fans of Hollow Knight are really into this, obviously. There's a lot of likes and retweets going for just this... this um, this tweet i don't know why i stopped with that um but it we're both having issues i know my brain is just uh going a little slow and your mouth is going slow so it's okay (laughs) together we're uh not fully functional we're a totally incapable human being (laughs) but at least we got each other i guess whatever that means anyway so hornet um I'm pretty excited for this. I actually, this will probably, especially if it's free, will probably get me back into the game just to check it out. I haven't played Hollow Knight in quite some time, um, but man, I really liked the game. It was so, so smooth and such a a good actual Metroidvania um, that I can't, I can't wait for more of it. I'm not a big like lore guy in the Hollow Knight area, so I don't know how much of that will be, but I could definitely see just from, you know, the, the Hornet boss fight that her kit would be a little bit different and it would probably be very fun to actually traverse through the worlds with her abilities instead. I, on the other hand, love lore. It's it's seriously one of my favorite things in Hollow Knight. Um, Hollow Knight was actually one of my Game of the Year uh, 2018 picks, even though technically, technically, yes, its initial release was in 2017. Fuck off. I enjoy this game. I wanted to talk about it in 2018. Okay, guys? Jeez. Technically, you talked about it in 2019. Didn't we do it in 2019? Or did we release it on 2018? Uh, it's a thing. I don't know. No way to find <laughs> out. All right. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in 2018. But it was our game of the year 2018. So even if it was in 2019, technicalities and loopholes. Yep. And there's, there's no, no possible way to check. 
Definitely not. Please do not go in our backlog of episodes. Uh, speaking of other things, uh, it's time to move on to our next story. This over on Twinfinite, just like basically every other story <laughs> that we have today. It's a little weird. Uh, this written by Grayson Morales. My boy Grayson. It is... Do you actually know Grayson? Or I mean, just... uh, we talked some time super stoked. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I mean, we also read a lot of his stories, so I'm glad we're at least giving him credit for it. Yeah, see? <laughs> I mean, I don't really know, but I uh, I make some comments every once in a while. He seems to be uh, a fan of the old Mario RPG game, so uh, I like him. Oh, so you, him, and Errol are just best buds? You guys are like, let's yeah. talk about Paper Mario. Uh, well, first off, I wasn't referring to Paper Mario. I was referring to the Seven Stars uh, nerd. Uh, <laughs> Paper Mario is great, so shut your mace. <laughs> okay. Did you just say shut your mace? Are we having a stroke today? <laughs> what is happening? It might be. Shut your shut your mace. You heard me. <laughs> All right. So this article is everything. Uh, er, fuck, dude. Nope. I'm done. It's a fucking <laughs> podcast over. This article is everything. <laughs> Evening Star is a new studio formed by Sonic Mania developers. Uh, once again, written by Grayson Morales um, over on Twinfinite. Uh, we all know that a project such as... Okay, I'm going to skip like a decent chunk of this article, dude. Because he... This guy might be really cool, but he really takes a while to set this shit up. Uh, so the people behind Sonic Mania <laughs> have opened a new studio. It's called Evening Star. Uh, the game studio is headquartered in Los Angeles with operations in Melbourne and London, uh, whose mission is, according to the official website, design fresh, fun... Uh, design fresh fun games that will stand the test of time Uh, the site continues with more info on their goals um but overall it's just kind of like cool it's a nice little indie game studio um if you guys i believe the actual like uh how sonic mania came to be was fans like making a create like basically recreating how awesome sonic used to be and then sega actually approached them uh and published it it published it it yep (laughs) published it yeah (sighs) (laughs) yep that's what happened i hate today dude i hate it so much i love it I say, I say it makes it 10 times better. <laughs> the, the, I'm a mush mouth. Yeah, it's making it so much better. Did you play Sonic Mania? I uh, I was going to buy it physically and then realized that I'm not great at video games. Broke? So. <laughs> no, huh? I was going to say broke after all those games you bought. What do you mean you're not good at video games? It's Sonic. Yeah, it doesn't you, mean I'm you, good at it. You, Sonic just, is all about speed. It's a platformer about speed and I eat shit at video games you just go fast alright it doesn't matter you, you just go fast you just gotta go fast you gotta you go, faster, go faster 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 yeah Beep, I've only I mean then again <laughs> I've only beaten Sonic the original Sonic but I haven't played the others in quite some time but yeah it, it could be pretty tough um, Sonic Mania was actually a lot of fun though it definitely brought a lot of its uh, roots back to uh, that game um, as far as like the older Sonics, which Sega for some reason just has trouble <laughs> getting right now. Now they just um, make really amazing 3D Sonic games, dude. 
uh yeah sure like the ones where they give him guns and shit yeah you know that's uh, fucking awesome perfect. and he's featured that's in super smash Bros. so that's 3d games I mean, obviously got him there 2d has nothing to do with it uh yeah sure. <laughs> we'll go with that uh but it, it it was a lot of fun and they they put a lot of uh definite hard work and love into this series as far as you know keeping that that quota uh not quota but that uh style for uh sonic games so i'm interested to see where they go because obviously opening up their own studio they're not really going to be like all right we're going to do a sonic game because that would be probably uh a little you know anti making their own brand uh so to speak so i'm i'm interested to see where they approach games as far as this is going to be something in you know the same realm as you know a fast-paced platformer is this going to be something totally different like i I really have no idea what to expect from this studio i just know that they've created something that was great and i'm hoping for more of that obviously but it it is kind of interesting where um they they talk about being a boutique or boutique 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 game studio um which seems a little strange i don't know maybe it's just a marketing thing what does that mean um, <laughs> yeah that's that's what i'm saying like it's it's a very it's very odd wording that they have in their uh on their website for kind of their mission statement of what they're trying to create so designing fresh fun games that will stand the test of time i mean that's kind of what everyone wants so i don't know really where they stand or what they're going to actually create um but it should be interesting i definitely look forward to whatever it is that comes out of the studio especially if it's anything like sonic mania sonic mania had an awesome like pixel art style i really enjoyed it and they put out a collector's edition that came with a statue of sonic on a sega genesis and it was really cool and when you turned it on it was like sega but it only came with a digital copy of the game and my friend who purchased it was real pissed about that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. True struggles. True struggles. Seriously, it's like white people problems. And then uh, like a year <laughs> later, they released it physically uh, with a really weird box. I was not a fan of the box art, but that's that's a whole different thing. Um, Sonic Mania looks really, really good. I, I, I need to play it. I really like... Um, they do like short animations I've seen on just... I've I just randomly seen it and they look really cool. I also saw, um, I think Handsome Phantom put out a piece of the like the uh, top thirty most iconic characters and Tails was one of them. Not Sonic, not Knuckles, but Tails. I was like, what? Hmm. I that I'm gonna call sucks. bullshit on that one. Who the fuck knows Tails? Man. I mean, well, I, I mean that's kind of tough because like. If you know Sonic, you know Tails for the most part. If you know Tails, you definitely know Sonic. Like If you know Sonic, not... you know Sonic. He's more iconic than Tails. I know well that's what I'm saying though. Is like <laughs> if Tails is on that list, so should Sonic. Yeah, I don't think it was. But uh feel free to fact check me. Go check it out over on Handsome Phantom. Uh for a NAS uh, na- oh dude. Oh. oh, here we go. Don't worry, it's the last one. Okay. <sighs> Well, yeah, we're gonna make I'm going to have a mental breakdown over today. 
It's it's seriously it's gonna happen. Uh, for our last news story of the day, we are over on Digital Sun Games' Twitter. Um, they actually are the developers of a great little indie game called Moonlighter, also featured uh, in our episode about our game of the years. Uh, I I think by me, but you might also have really really enjoyed Moonlighter as much as I did. Um, but Moonlighter is receiving a friends and foes free update. Uh, it'll add new companions. Um, and I'm not gonna read the tweet because it says like just in time for valentine's day yeah that doesn't matter to me um i just wanted to talk about how it's really cool you get like new little monster companions and you can actually raise them which i'm sure errol is just losing his shit over uh the fact that like (laughs) games are including like monster taming in it is pretty awesome but i don't think uh i think you could take them into battle with you but it's not like your typical monster tamer. It's not the the JRPG turn-based kind of a thing. I think they just follow you in and they may give you buffs and or uh, actually help you in combat, but I don't think much more than that. Um, But somebody says, my body is ready. Actually, that's Digital Sun Games, so no big deal. They included a really uncomfortable meme as well. I'm I'm really glad that these indie games uh, studios are getting into meme culture. It's pretty nice. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. (laughs) It's uh, it's definitely something. I I actually didn't uh, ever play this game. Uh, what? It's always I know. It's always been on my radar, and I've always wanted to, but I've just never picked it up. It's so cool. It's basically like a storefront shop simulator mixed with a roguelike. It's so fun. It's so weird at the same time. Uh, but of course, it doesn't have like the the standard. Uh, it, it's kind of of a dulled down roguelike because you can actually um like upgrade yourself and upgrade your armor and weapons that I don't believe disappear when you die. Um, but I'm a little foggy on that one. Uh, but digital sun games created a really, really awesome game. I'm actually definitely going to hop back into moonlighter to try this out. Um, as well as hopping back into hollow Knight for that, uh, for that Hornet DLC. Dude, indie games are so awesome. I love indie games so much. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys right now, if you guys haven't played Moonlighter or Hollow Knight, get your head out of your ass and play these awesome games, guys. They're so cool. They're just, yeah. Indie game studios are one of the few like things in the, the games industry that are still doing really cool and innovative stuff, and I'm glad they are. I'm very glad they are. And Josh also needs to play Moonlighter. Yeah, my head is half up my ass, apparently. Yeah, only halfway, not fully, though. It's, it's so only you're halfway. fine. I can only smell the stank. Oh. I'm not quite there yet. You're not so deep in the chili ring that you're just, like, up in it? Yeah, no. Nah. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I got I'm it. Like, All right. I'm, like, a little bit there, though. Uh, speaking of cramming <laughs> things, uh, it's time for news Woo! cram. That transition, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Cram, cram, cram. So news cram is where we run you through a couple of news stories that we either did not know anything about or did not believe we could actually talk about. Um, so that's the the <laughs> most honest uh, opinion you're going to get on this podcast. Or just Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go into it. Uh, so 
For News Crime, we have three different stories, all from Twinfinite, because they're amazing. Uh, we've got Thimbleweed Park is Epic Game Store's uh, free game at the end of February. Hopefully they don't go through and uh, delete every file in the game that has anything to do with Steam or any other game platform. Here's just, here's hoping. I mean, it, it might happen. You never know. Maybe yeah. that'll be like a normal thing. Like, every time they release it, they have to hot, hot, patch. Ugh, hot patch. That would be hilarious. I would really enjoy that. It's every game, for some reason, followed suit. They were just like, yeah, yeah we just removed everything with Steam in this game. Uh, you know, video games may have uh, delicate structures made of, like, millions, thousands upon millions of lines of code, but I'm pretty sure if I take out every file with the word Steam in it, we'll be fine. It'll be cool. It's fine. Uh, our second news story on here is uh, Killer Queen Black launching on Discord and Switch delayed to Q3 2019. Uh, that one is actually kind of interesting. Uh, Killer Queen is coming to Discord first in, when it releases in 2019. Or Killer Queen Black, sorry. Um, is coming to Discord first and then like 90 days later is coming to Steam. Um, but it's also coming to Switch, of course. So uh, Steam players like yourself who don't want uh, a million different stores like we've spoken about before, uh, you could just pick it up on Switch. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting, though, because that's part of the Discord, like their marketing pitch for getting uh, games on their platform is basically they help, uh, I believe it was for a percentage of like getting them, like funding the, the projects. Um, but they basically sign an agreement where they have to go through that like 90 day period of, Hey, you can't be on any other platform. Yeah. They have time, uh, exclusivity, which I mean, mm. in the past has not been a great thing for video games. Uh, like yeah. uh, rise of the tomb Raider had, um, timed exclusivity with the Xbox one. And then like a year later was released on PS4 and it definitely did not do as good as it probably could have kind of depressing <laughs> yeah i mean it's yeah it's good for like the the platform that's doing it because it tries to bring people to them but it, it definitely hurts the the actual developer and the content themselves just because it's old news by the time it comes out and like it's tough especially now because there's just so many games coming out that it's hard to pick up an old game half the time because you're like oh i feel so out of the loop like especially now for myself like now that i'm trying to always have something that i want to discuss on you know the podcast or to like to write about it's definitely one of those things where i look at older games and sometimes i'm like ah, i'm not even going to pick this up because i want something that's like out now especially so, uh, 90 days later like yeah you got uh, that's just it's so weird to me i do not think time timed exclusivity is a good idea it's just it's not a good thing um but for our last story in news cram is guacamelee one uh one two punch collection is coming soon to playstation 4 and switch this is a physical edition of guacamelee one and two that also comes with um a uh, digital soundtrack that you get and a cool poster i believe um Apparently, it's much cheaper than buying the games individually because I think they're like $20 each individually, and it's actually only like uh, $30 to get the One Two Punch collection, which also comes mm -hmm. with an additional, like, uh, additional little bit of like added goodies with it. So that's cool. Um, wow. But now it's time to get in to one 
of my favorite segments of this podcast, and it is God Bless the Crowd. This is where we make kings, guys. This is where we single-handedly pull Kickstarters <laughs> to, to glory, which, I mean, some of them may or may not have already reached their Kickstarter goals. That's because in the future, we, we're going to talk about them. Okay, guys? Just... Chill. We, yeah, we All right. we put it on the docket before it happened, and people knew that we were going to talk about it. Yeah. So now it's already funded. Yeah, dude. Which it's like I, manifest I look, destiny. I kind of want to look back on uh, on the episode where we talked about Little Legend just to see if it was actually already funded before. It probably was. <laughs> <laughs> it probably was. Uh, so today we have uh, two entries on God Bless the Crowd, both over on Kickstarter. So if you guys want to find them, just pop over on Kickstarter, go and search, type in their name, or go into the Games tab. It's real easy to find stuff on there, uh, contrary to my initial belief, which mm-hmm. is, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, so today we've got Warp and Summer in Mara. Uh, so first I want to talk about Warp. It is an open-world treasure hunting adventure game completely of paper um it looks really interesting it reminds me a lot of um i like west of loathing how it had that yeah. interesting drawn art style or um a indie platformer that recently just came out called i believe it's uh, escape from doodle land um mm-hmm. yeah. i followed like the pr manager for that game on twitter and she tweets better a lot obviously because that's her job but um <laughs> i would hope so. i have yet to play either but warp actually looks really cool um it's trailer is like really odd and funny and there's also an additional like video down at the bottom where the creator of the game uh explains the reward tiers and it's super weird (laughs) it's obviously (laughs) filmed on like an iphone it's kind of hilarious um i actually really liked it it's it's weird and it's funny um so this game is uh i'm gonna let you explain it josh because you you're better at this than me (laughs) <laughs> which it sounds weird i imagine you just read the steam page but i just i don't know steam page the kickstarter page. the the kickstarter yeah. yeah so i'll do it without reading the kickstarter page <laughs> and then you'll probably have to come in and save me when i start rambling and uh we'll we'll clean it up from there sounds but good. essentially it is very close to uh west of loathing which i thought was funny that uh i got into these both at the same time i think there's something about me and picking up games in like large batches that are similar like with this card game uh craze that i've had recently oh you like card games uh no i don't actually i hate sounds them. like you're lying dude <laughs> sounds like you fucking love card games i might i will yeah i don't think that uh anyway so <laughs> um so warp is uh described as a hand-drawn open world adventure and it's really interesting because it reminds me at least from the art style of a game that uh, i used to play called wuppo and it's just because it has a very like not really cutesy in this way because a lot of the the art style looks a little bit like grotesque but it's just such a strange world because it's almost very badly drawn in a way but like purposely um and so everything is crumbled up paper and you're kind of on this very flat world but have these kind of 2.5 d-esque uh characters that are moving around in it 
And it's basically a twin stick shooter. So your little character runs around and you're attacking these waves of enemies that are coming at you. Um, just from the, the trailer alone, I don't know exactly how in depth this will go in uh, as far as the world, but it does say open world. So I'm assuming this is going to be a very vast, uh, you know, canvas, so to speak, since you're walking around on what will be uh, almost just kind of like a desk <laughs> um i in, believe in a, in a weird state the page it says there's four different worlds so you just head in whatever directions you want yeah the game is completely open with four different worlds uh for you to explore uh with each world being accessible through the main hub city yeah but does it it doesn't say anything about what those worlds entail right that's a good point yeah no i don't think it does it says uh there are two distinct genres no yeah no it doesn't yeah (laughs) yeah so that's that's more of where i'm going is like what is what does that world actually look like because if you look at it just from a a perspective you're really not going to get much of a change because you're you know obviously using this black and white paper background where it's just a drawing so to speak so how they'll get creative with that i don't know um but regardless it looks like it has a very uh god i'm just looking at some of the images on here and they just look so goofy like this is definitely a game that i will pick up if it does get backed just because it for the most part will just be a good story to tell of like hey check out this game this looks weird as fuck but you gotta play it like i I don't know it it definitely uh has some very creepy elements and vibes to it as well i did not watch the uh the video of him talking about the different backings or like the tears but just from the initial part of him wearing that weird ass crown like he changes his hat he changes his hat like three times in the video. It's so weird. Oh my god! Yeah, see, like I just want this to win because I really like the team behind it. I feel like they would come up with some really crazy things inside this game. Um, but uh, basically, yeah, it's a, it's a twin stick shooter. I don't know too much more than that, just from you know the the basics of it. But it it does look like you'll have uh, normal enemies to fight throughout it, as well as these boss battles. Um, and then there's a bunch of other things that they say you could do, such as buying houses and playing at the arcade. So it seems like they're going to try to implement a lot more than just fighting people twin stick shooting style. So it definitely seems like something that um, is worth the pickup uh, because it's only yeah it's only ten dollars for the early bird right now if you get it, and then if not it's fifteen bucks, which still isn't that bad. Um, yeah, still got eleven said, left at time of recording for the uh, yeah. the early bird 10 bucks this game looks really mm-hmm. cool yeah so i mean that being said i don't know how much content is obviously going to be in those four worlds um but still for 10 bucks that's really not that much um to support uh this crazy guy with a crown dude this guy must be like obsessed with hats because literally one of the reward tiers includes hats you actually i i think it's yeah four thousand dollars you get a hat Whew. That's a that's a pricey that's hat. a hefty one. But interesting enough, they actually offer. They're one of the few Kickstarters, and he in that video where he talks about the rewards uh, tiers, he actually comments on they're one of the few Kickstarters that you actually can get some sweet physical goods for a really like low amount. Um, for fifty dollars, mm-hmm. you can actually get a physical copy of the game signed, um, and you wow. get like a cool mug along with, of course, the like closed beta access, um, and you get your name in the credits. You get a digital copy of the game and the soundtrack um 
this is actually a really like wow. it seems like rewarding Kickstarter. I think it looks really cool. Um, and just a random like offset. Uh, Whoopo also has a physical copy published by Sodesco. You can pick it up, really? guys. Yeah, oh. mm-hmm. I yeah. own it. I, really? Yeah, I'm not even joking. I own it. Yeah. You've played the game? Um, I played only a little bit of it. But you piece of shit, you play that <laughs> fucking game. Yeah, I've had it for like a year. <laughs> Dude, that is le- like legit one of my favorite fucking games. Is it really? Is it right, that good? Right fucking now. Cut the podcast. We're done. Go play that game. Okay, I'll add it to my massive backlog. I got to get back into Moonlighter, Hollow Knight, and Whoopo. Um, but Warp has, um, it's got 17 days left to go. It's only asking for a small goal. It, th- his goal is only $7,000, which isn't, it shouldn't be hard to hit for a game like this cool looking this weird mm-hmm. and interesting looking like we've we've talked about some shitty games let's be real oh, there was oh, that man. cow game i wanted, knew like, you were gonna say 100k shit, dude. that game is fucking <laughs> dumb and if they even got a dollar this game needs to succeed because that game was so stupid but they've uh, at time of recording they have one thousand two hundred and sixteen dollars toward their seven thousand dollar goal with seventeen days left to go. Um, so please head over to uh, the Warp Kickstarter and give them a buck or two. Let like uh, the early bird is ten bucks. The the actual game you get is fifteen. Um, which it says you get a cheap copy of the game. So I'm assuming when the game actually comes out, it'll be 20 or possibly mm-hmm. 25. So that's that's just a guess. Um, mm-hmm. But you can also get some sweet like physical rewards for only 50 bucks, which is, I mean, that's actually a decent price. Uh, normally, like physical copies of games go for like uh, the standard is 30. Um, but for $50, you get the physical copy signed and you get a mug. So that's pretty cool mm-hmm. mug looks really cool it's like the the creator's like art style his like weird art style but drawn on a mug <laughs> and it's got a weird guy with nipples that's wearing a dog collar and nope that's a belt as a collar yep. i guess all that's... people really have nipples this guy just has his nipples showing i should clarify <laughs> hey man don't don't uh don't exclude the non-nipple people there's there's people out there. I'm really wondering if that's a thing. If people I mean, are born without nipples. I'm sure there's a thing. There's fucking there's weird shit every day. There's got to be someone without nipples. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so our other game, Summer in Mara, um, is an adventure game set in a tropical ocean. Uh, take care of your own island in single-player summer adventure with farming and crafting. Explore with your boat. I hate that they just include that. It's explore with your boat. That's the sentence supposedly um on pc switch or ps4 pc and switch um i think this game looks really cool uh specifically because of its weird like aesthetic so it's it's the actual game um it's art style is similar to ah i'm totally like blanking on the game that i'm trying to talk about right now um <laughs> uh it reminds me of that one game that just came out the um uh oh my my uh my mind's blanking as well uh Isn't that it just annoying? recently came out it was like a farming game yeah no um, that's the same game i'm thinking of yeah, yeah i'm yeah, so yeah, annoyed okay. right now <laughs> 
Yeah, let me uh, let me do a quick search. <laughs> okay. But my That's favorite hilarious. part about the trailer is that it actually has this really cool like animated trailer to begin with, similar to how uh, like Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap, uh, that similar like art style. But then of course it moves into a much more like um, ah, it's not like low poly. It it just looks gamey. It looks like a video game. It it kind of like its graphics look similar to like. Nino Kuni, but not as polished. It's just, it's mm-hmm. kind of almost there. Um, but its characters, like other than the just standard human characters, look really interesting. Um, there's like the little like shell creature that's like a shell but a person at the same time. It, it looks like a weird little like creature. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but it looks really awesome. Um, I just, I love a lot about the art style of this game. I will say that I wish the art style was more, like, animated, but I'm not going to, like, I would never knock it for that. It looks really cool. Um, I didn't have a chance to check out many of the tiers, um, but, I mean, what is up with people's obsession with farming in games? Seriously. <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know. It it's one of the things where like for me it's it, I don't know. I, I only really like these style of games when it comes to like Animal Crossing. Other than that, I feel like that's enough. Like like I can't I can't do these games because they're like I never really got into Stardew Valley cuz it's just so much of like uh, and, and I'm not knocking the game. It's a great game. Because I had annoying just... pixel animations. That's why I didn't get into oh, it. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely my knew it. Uh, one issue with it. Um, it's just that it it just it's it's too much. Like it it just doesn't like I could farm if I wanted to. I don't wanna. I don't wanna do that in real life. I don't wanna do it in a game. I don't wanna, I don't wanna do wanna... that in real life. Games are about <laughs> escapism. I don't wanna do uh, <laughs> what I could do in real life in a game. <laughs> yeah. I want to, you know, I want to wield the Keyblade. I don't want to, or be a stick figure in the Old West. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to farm for you. That I do. That I do know what you're saying. But, yeah, uh, Summer and Mara looks really, really cool. Oh, um, the the creature I'm talking about, it's called Napopo, I guess. Um, Like all creatures of her race, uh, Napopo cares very much for the other species that live in the ocean. Also, she can feel if someone is pure of heart or a dangerous person. I mean, if they're a dangerous person, I'm assuming the majority of us can feel that. Just saying, it doesn't seem like a special talent. Only Napopo knows. (laughs) Yeah, Napopo is apparently very special. Oh my god, there's like a cool guy with horns. There's cat people, there's squid people, there's a guy who looks like a fawn. This is some cool shit. This game has a really interesting world. I like it a lot. And it seems like she's the only just like human. What the fuck? Why are there like no humans in this game? (laughs) It is kind of strange. (laughs) It takes a a little strange turn for context there. Because, yeah, nothing... I don't see anything that's human, but I see other creatures that look the same. Like, so like there's their species, but she's just like the only human. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, there she's not the only human. When you look in the art, like a portion of the Kickstarter page, you see other humans. So it's like, okay, there are other humans, but um, the the yeah yeah, there's a couple different humans. If you scroll oh yeah down. okay, there's um, one yeah I didn't. The aesthetic of this world reminds me a lot of Treasure Planet. Now that I'm like scrolling more through it, so 
I might have to back this fucking game, dude. I mean, it's already getting made. It has actually already yeah, reached yeah. its goal. Not saying that's uh, because Five of us. Song. Not saying it's not. Um, yeah, it had a goal <laughs> of $22,673, and it has definitely surpassed that. It's it's doubled that. Um, it currently has $53,635, and it's only got 21 days left to go. I don't know why I said only. That's only, the majority of the Only 21 days to make more money. <laughs> Yeah, seemingly just in a couple days they made a shitload of money. So good for them, though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It does look kind of, I mean, I don't want to do the farming part, but I, I do like the fact that you get to explore on your boat to the other islands around and, like, explore this weird, just so different and odd world with all these creatures. Um, I would love to find out why you're just a little girl alone in the world with a boat, but... uh <laughs> You know, I'm sure they say something about it. Um, while watching the trailer, it kind of hints at that. Um, it basically, like at the end of the trailer, it shows like a ship exploding. Um, well, it's just like one of the weird little squid creatures. It's fishing, and then it shows this uh, seemingly pirate ship like exploding. And then she goes over to it and finds a baby inside there. Mm-hmm. And then another one of the characters, like earlier on in the trailer, says, uh, "You have your grandmother's soul." So I'm assuming. They like she's technically an orphan, but the woman who like found her and raised her, um, is what's thought to be like her grandmother or something, or like maybe mm-hmm. the game is about her trying to find her origins or something. I don't really know, but maybe. it yeah. seems pretty cool so far. I mean, yeah. I'm into it, and I shit talk yeah. a lot of these games, guys. I know, man. I'm doing good these last couple of weeks. I've gotten a lot of uh, gotten a lot of praise. You know, Definitely recommendations. This has been this is going well. Good job, <laughs> Kickstarter. Uh, it has more than a hundred and fifty quests. Damn, uh, over twenty characters to meet and trade with. More than a hundred and thirty inventory items uh, to craft, use, and trade. Ooh, uh, you can improve your boat, you- unlock and acquire new skills and abilities for a koa. Um, and it has a day-night cycle. That's cool. Did you see how she swings an axe? Fuck, dude. The the game, its name is Yonder the Cloudcatcher Chronicles. That's what it's called. That's oh. the game I was thinking of. It was annoying the shit out of me that I d- couldn't remember that. Let's see? There you go. No, you I have not it. seen the way she swings an axe. Is it fucking weird? I'll be done. I'm not going to be in no, this game. No, anymore. it's it's very it's very correct. <laughs> she's, she's swinging it the way she should. Oh, so you agree? The way she okay. should. There is the a specific way. There's mm. a way. But it doesn't bother me if she swings it incorrectly. Obviously, you're not a purist like I am. Um, I'm not knocking you, but I definitely think you need to change your opinion. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, too bad that'll never happen. <laughs> uh, this game looks really, really cool. I think it looks awesome. Uh, you, you, How much do you have to put into it to actually get the game? Yeah, digital copy of the game, $18 US. That's not mm. terrible. Um, you get the digital download for PC, PS4, or Switch. Uh, you actually get your name in the credits as a sailor, and you get the welcome pack, which includes uh, wallpaper for mobile and PC and other goodies. I, I definitely think it's weird that it says, and other goodies. What their goodies? Yeah. <laughs> your Steam page is literally, or not your Steam page, the Kickstarter page is literally the place where you would explain these other goodies. Nah, man. You gotta, you gotta just believe. I guess. I don't really know. 
I'm, I'm I'm glad, yeah, I haven't had a lot of shit to talk about these games. No, like, $1 thanks for pledging pledges. Oh, I would like to say, though, Warp, in its, uh, in the developer's, like, little commentary on the, the different Steam tiers, he actually talks about the beta, and he's like, yeah, you get to, uh, you get, you get, uh, like, do work and pay me for it. And I was like, see, dude? I'm not the only one who thinks this shit is like basically a scam. You pay them to do their job. I mean, somebody's got to do it. And that was a developer. That's you know it's serious when that guy says it. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be more fitting that he does say it. If it was a marketing person saying it, I'd be like, "Damn." Cuz they're supposed to float and like make things all nice and and proper. Developers, they don't care. They're just building stuff. He's like, That's "I want to make this thing." And you're going to test it for me because you're an idiot. Developers are pretty candid. There's literally Tom Happ was just like, oops, sorry guys. Yeah, see? <laughs> oops. I gave out the information that I wanted you to work for me. No big deal. Um, but now I think it's about time we move into one of our last segments of the podcast. This is the indie games release schedule. Uh, so we pick out or I, I – find the indie games that are releasing in any given week put them into a nice little list and i read them off to you guys generally flubbing at least one thing and saying fries day like five times during an episode it's really fun i really enjoy it It definitely does not haunt my dreams it's probably my favorite part about the week i look forward to hearing fries day (laughs) luckily i have not done it in a while um this week we sadly do not have a whole lot of uh games on this indie games release schedule literally like um, so Kotaku, when I went to make this release schedule, Kotaku did not have their This Week in Games. Um, the drop was literally, like, the only thing that was up on the PlayStation blog. Uh, that was, like, the only one that I normally use that actually had any titles on it. Otherwise, I use like, VGReleaseList.com, um, and they only had, like, three things. I was like, wow, you guys are really slacking on this. I don't understand. Um, but time to get into this. These are the games that are releasing between February 10th and the 16th uh this is our multiple category each of these is out now or should be by the time you're hearing this um so you can actually go pick these up on uh seemingly your playstation 4 all three of these are for ps4 or ps vita and or vr um so we've got alvestia chronicles uh comes to playstation 4 and ps vita uh it's cross by and it is out right now um mix up by pogi mix ups by pogi um is for ps4 and ps vita that is crossed by and it is out now and uh zing xing zing uh the land beyond is on ps4 and ps vr right now you can go pick those up now um now moving on to playstation 4 we've got uh canarium would you say that's how you say that canarium uh canarium Okay, cool. Canarium is out on PS4. Hyper Jam is out on PS4. The King's Bird is out on PS4. Meow Motors is out on PS4. Um, Minesweeper Genius is out on PS4 on Wednesday, February 13th. And Degrees of Separation are is out on PS4 Thursday, February 14th. Uh, seemingly no indie games coming out to uh, the Xbox One, and we already talked about our Vita titles. Now over on... Is Tetris 99 actually an indie game? Or did you just include that? I don't think so. I just included (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, that is such a... Okay, so the Nintendo Direct happened before we started recording this podcast. 
And Tetris 99 is so fucking dumb. It is a Tetris no. Battle Royale game. And I hate no. that I exist in this reality. I want to live on Earth 23 where every game is physical. There aren't any digital copies. And everybody just leaves Battle Royale games the fuck alone. That's the world nah, I want to live in. Nah. Bad world. Bad world. <laughs> Tetris 99 is going to be amazing. I mean, it, it looks kind of basic but Dumb. <laughs> i just think it's so funny that they actually did that i like that they didn't say battle royale though like at all during but the, every the fucking but article it, says it's a battle royale ev- yeah everyone is describing it as that it's so tetris annoying 99 <laughs> i mean i mean i'm a big tetris nerd i love the game i think it's pretty dope it's got to annoy somebody over at nintendo that they keep calling it a battle royale <laughs> it's all good Tetris 99 so there's only actually one Switch title I have on the list right now and it is Ollie Ollie Switch Stance is coming to Switch Thursday February 14th and only one down for Windows PC as well and that is Away Journey to the Unexpected comes to Windows PC Wednesday February 13th so that's about it for the Indie Games release schedule and since there are so little um, I think we could pretty much skip our selections um, I would like to talk about the King's Bird it's like a fast paced platformer um but other than that not a whole lot here um journey uh, away journey to the unexpected looks really cool it released on like every other platform last week um and it's finally on windows pc supposedly now which is really cool um (coughs) the um the degrees of separation game looks pretty cool though Oh, that's the weird fire and ice one. So yeah, so it's like a, it's basically fire. You're, it's two characters. One represents fire. One represents ice, and they can't basically cross paths. And it's a, it's like a co-op game, uh, puzzle game where you have to basically use your abilities to traverse through the world. Um, it, it looks pretty interesting. It's definitely one of those, like, if you have a buddy that's over and you want to play a game together, this seems like something that would be cool to pick up. It's like Shark Boy and Lava Girl of a game. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's really what they're uh, aiming for. I want them to use that as a poll quote. That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, good luck on that. <laughs> <laughs> so... Now, I I think it's about time for me to ask my probing question of you. So this one is not actually that probing. I just thought I'd get you off on a bad start for the podcast. Um, And you guys will finally understand why I dislike today so much. So there was a... I was listening to Kind of Funny Games Daily um, today, which had Imram Khan on it from Game Informer. Um, And he was, uh, he and Tim Geddes were talking. They're both Nintendo guys. Uh, They love Nintendo. And they were both (laughs) talking about the Nintendo Direct and speculation of what was going to happen. And Imram Khan said that uh, the, the biggest, like, lead he had for it was that there was a franchise that was going to be coming back from the dead, basically, um, that nobody would really have expected. And I wanted to know if there was any franchise that you could revitalize and just get another game out of it. Um, just oh. what comes to the top of your head? Oh, instant, instant Paper Mario. Really? Paper instant. fucking Mario? Dude, fucking scrap Didn't it down. Sticker get Star of, come out like two of, weeks ago. Get rid of all that bullshit. Yeah, ago. those don't. Those aren't even <laughs> games. Those are literal just fucking just trash garbage that they put on the system that does not need to be there like 
Strip all that shit away. Don't even count that stupid like platformer Mar- uh, Paper Mario version of it. I want another Thousand Year Door style game. Oh, Color Bring Splash. That, that was also on. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was on sucks. the Wii U. They 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 all suck. <laughs> Those like after Thousand Year Door, uh, everything is garbage to me. Uh, it's just uh, I want I want that series back. The good series, not the not the terrible series. It's kind of weird how much people love Paper Mario. Me personally, I think Mario is a douchebag, so I don't really play any Mario games. But uh, yeah, it's just that's my opinion. No big deal. Just a, a, a douchebag? Why? Okay, so this is something I've been really thinking on for like years and i have this weird fan theory um that mario is actually the dictator of the mushroom kingdom and all of the mario games excluding the first one are actually just propaganda um that he's basically trying to make it seem like he he came in and he basically like just wiped out the indigenous population of the mushroom kingdom and then somehow just saved a princess which he his brother and a few princesses are like the only people that are actually humans that definitely seems like some propaganda dude also he ditches yoshi what a fucking dickhead yoshi's like the nicest thing ever it fucking swallows eggs it's his companion for life and then most players just ditch it into a hole no big deal that's why i think mario's an asshole no big deal uh but the the games that i would revitalize the series is like the franchises that i would actually like to get something from and it doesn't really matter if these franchises get were to put uh, a new game on the Switch or on the 3DS, but I would actually like to see another um, either Spectrobes or Fossil Fighters game. Um, both of these were when like there was like this big like fossil um like excavation thing kind of it was like a weird trend on the ds um spectrobes has like three different games i believe and fossil fighters has three as well maybe i think there's fossil fighters one and two and then there's frontier and there's spectrobes one uh beyond the portals and then I think it was, uh, there was another Spectrobes that's on the Wii. Um, but I would like to see just another of either of these series. I really actually liked the, uh, the excavation mechanics. I thought that was really fun. Um, Spectrobes specifically, I just really liked the character designs and I thought it was really cool. Um, but yeah, those are just my weird, like, games that I would choose. If Errol were here, he would probably agree with me because they're <laughs> both monster tamers in a way. They're freaking cool, okay? Huh, pretty cool. Do you ever uh, play either of those series? No, I haven't actually. I've never even heard of them. Do you like dinosaurs? Uh, I mean, yeah. Fossil Fighters, cool. dude. It's all about dinosaurs. It's a turn-based <laughs> RPG where you fucking dig up dino, or it's a turn-based monster tamer, it's like like standard monster tamers. Um, but instead of like weird esque monsters, you actually just dig up dinosaurs. It's like Jurassic Park, the game, but not the mm. Telltale one. Mm. This looks really familiar. They're weird. I'd, They're really yeah. cool, though. Interesting. Uh, I thought of another game, though, that I would I would want to to come back. This was a uh, an older GameCube game. It's because you realize Mario's a dickhead, right? Uh, yeah, you've convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> Although, uh, I'm not saying that if uh, Paper Mario did come out, that I wouldn't play it, but sure, he's a dickhead. <laughs> but no, I, uh, one of the games that I really enjoyed, but I definitely don't think they'll ever make uh, another game of, is uh, Chibi Robo. Have you ever played that? 
Um, I have not played the first one. I really want the physical copy of it. Um, my local game store has one, but it's like $60 and I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to play that. And, uh, I do have Ziplash, including the Amiibo, but I have heard that it is not good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So I want something that's closer to the original. So kind of, kind of like the same thing. So what's so bad about Ziplash from the original? I don't understand why people hate it, but I also haven't played the original and I've only played a little bit of Ziplash. Uh, I don't really know. It's just, it just doesn't feel the same to me. Uh, I just, I don't really have a good way to describe it. It just didn't feel the same. And honestly, I just, I really don't like, and it's going to sound weird since I love switch, but I would kind of chunk it down anyway just because i don't like handhelds i I hate playing games that are on tiny screens makes sense so i want i want my my big version of chibi robo as dumb as that sounds all right yeah the the first chibi robo came out on uh on gamecube correct and then ziplash is out on 3ds yeah so i would want a new version of that or even a remake like a remastering of it for the the original one i really enjoyed it it's kind of a dumb concept because you're basically a robot that just cleans trash um still fun (laughs) yeah it was really (laughs) he's really cute it it was just a good like puzzle-esque game because you had your energy that you had to plug yourself into electrical sockets otherwise you would end up killing yourself by doing things around the house i don't know it was just it it was a good game uh that i would love to see more of i like those you know games that they're they're much far farther from you know the common like oh here's an enemy attack it with a gun or some weird ability and that's pretty much like the premise of the game like games where it takes that even though it's kind of a mundane option which i guess is kind of stupid based on my argument about the farming thing but maybe i just don't like farming but (laughs) just like you don't like card games it's cool yeah exactly i don't know what i'm talking about but (laughs) something about the the fact that you were that little robot and being able to 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 go through and just uh kind of solve all those different puzzles of being the best little helper you could be was just oddly satisfying do you remember last year when people were so desperate for a new Chibi Robo game that they were lighting their Chibi Robo amiibos on fire uh, for an impending like Nintendo Direct because they thought a Chibi Robo sequel was gonna come? Or I guess it would be like technically a trilogy. Yeah, I do not. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. Yeah, people. So with Ziplash, they put out a Chibi Robo amiibo, which is this really cute amiibo of Chibi Robo sitting down with his little plug on top of his head. Yeah, and people were lighting him on fire as like a sacrificial lamb. It was awesome. It was one of my favorite things to happen because Nintendo. I don't know. It's it's fucking weird. How about we put Chibi Robo in Smash? How about that? That'd be cool. Anybody yeah. else looking for that? They put in Piranha I Plant. Mean, Why can't they put in fucking Chibi Robo? I mean, they already have Rob. Oh, Rob can eat my ass. All he does is spin. Yeah. Chibi Robo would at least be like somewhat like Richter, where he has like a whip and he just uses his plug as a whip, like beating the shit out of people. That'd be so cool. So hmm. cool, Josh. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. But, you know, like one of the things about that, like with Ziplash, like there's so much stuff in that game that was just not even a thing in the original. Like that, that whip thing wasn't, like you didn't really fight a lot of things in the original like it's i don't know it's just a very it's a very different game 
it's like not chibi robo at all like what i'm looking for that makes sense but i mean they definitely could make him into like that version of him into a fighter in smash or at least at the very least an assist trophy it would just make i i'd be surprised if he was one but yeah thank you guys that's about it for this episode thank you guys so much for listening uh we do this podcast every week um it's i mean we haven't missed a week yet 18 episodes in it's pretty nice um we yeah do this every week where was i going with that oh yeah you can actually uh listen to this (laughs) on uh spotify uh google music and on youtube as well make sure if you would like some written content uh check out parallaxmedia.one is our host site it's where josh writes a decent amount of articles for and make sure you guys watch out uh for that sweet sweet uh lovable hollow knight article that's going to be coming out on thursday so technically it'll be out by the time that this podcast uh, airs but still go check it out it's really like weird and funny I actually really liked it if I'm being honest though and I really just need to be honest about this I don't know the author's name I know what his discord handle is which I'm not going to say what it is but I don't know his name I'm going to call him Roger because that's what I feel like his name might be so (laughs) make sure you uh... check out Roger's Hollow Knight article all about love interests His name uh, is not Roger, it's Ross. It's Ross Howerton. Holy shit, no way. His name actually starts with an R? (laughs) It's not Roger. Is his name really Ross? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know his name actually started with an R. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, go check out Ross's article um, all about the love interests in Hollow Knight. And also make sure you pick up those sweet Hollow Knight plushes over on Fangamer.com. No big deal. They're super cool. Fuck you, Josh. Uh, (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to this. Uh, You can follow me outside of the show at iLegion on Twitter. And you can follow Josh at the underscore George 90. Super easy to find us. Super easy to talk to us. Um, And I'd be really interested to talk to you guys. Nobody messaged me about them shitting their pants. I was was really depressed. (laughs) about that i really wanted to know well i'm not surprised about that one (laughs) yeah i mean not many people want to go on a public forum and tell them tell other people that you shit your pants never do so i haven't shit my pants i don't have to have that weird conversation neither do i but if anyone uh you know hears this episode and feels like uh they're finally brave enough to let us know we're uh we're still open our doors are always open for those pants shitters that's very true i mean you can even dm me I'll go that far. You don't even have to let people know. I'm not saying I won't screenshot it and tweet it anyway, but you can DM me, guys. I might not tell people that you've shit your pants. Okay? Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Indian Christian Podcast, and I hope you guys have a great day. Bye, guys.